Hello and welcome to a brand new season of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. So let's be everyday Christians, not just Christians on Sundays and Wednesdays, for instance. This is a brand new season of the Everyday Christian Podcast on the Scattered Abroad Network. If this is your first time tuning in, certainly go over to scatteredabroad.org and check out all the various podcasts that we have uh, each day of the week. We've got the Transform Podcast on Tuesdays, the Far Better Podcast on Wednesdays, the Asking God Why Podcast on Fridays, and and many, many other podcasts that you can choose from and and gather uh, much from, and and we certainly would appreciate you checking all of those out. We also have a master feed. You can search in your uh, podcast listening app. You can search for Scattered Abroad Network Master Feed, and that's the best way, the easiest way to find all of the episodes that are available at Scatter Abroad Network. This season on the Everyday Christian Podcast, we're going to be talking to Joey Davis for a few weeks. Last season, most of our episodes were with a a theme that was look out for landmines. And we wanted to get Joey on uh, last season to help us with those, but we weren't able to get him until now, which is totally fine. And uh, Joey's going to help us cover a few more topics along those lines uh, with this first month of this season. And then we're going to get into some some other topics. In February, Lord willing, we're going to have our 100th episode. It's really hard to, for me to believe. Hold up. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, this is, is August when this is coming out. Uh, and so this is actually going to be in September, not February. September, we're going to have our 100th episode. Just wanted to come right in and, and say that real quick. But we're going to have our 100th episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. And so I've got something special planned uh, for that particular episode, and you can wait and find out about that. And then also we're going to be studying a couple of uh, books of the Bible uh, for the remainder of the season. If you remember, I mentioned a couple seasons ago that on our second season of every year, we want to go through some books of the Bible. And this season we're going to be looking at First and Second Peter uh, on the Everyday Christian Podcast. Again, I'm very thankful to have Joey Davis from Roanoke, Texas with us uh, in studio recording this episode this week. Joey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, sorry it took so long to connect with you to uh, to uh, be a part of uh, what you're doing, uh, but I'm glad to be here. Hey, I understand completely. Um, busy, busy lives of ministry. And, and I guess one thing y'all have taken over recently is the Engraving Heavenly Truths. Is that right? Yes, we have. Uh, Engraving Heavenly Truths is a, a four-year Bible curriculum that uh, is uh, Bible fact, uh, flashcard-based. Uh, it's just a really great uh, source of, of Bible instruction for all ages. So we do it uh, from our two-year-old class all the way through our adult class at uh, Roanoke. And, um, you know, I just not to take a lot of time with that, I guess, but if uh, anyone is interested in that, you can visit the website, uh, engravingheavenlytruths.com and uh, get more information there or just reach out to us at Roanoke and we'd be happy to answer any questions there. Awesome. So, so that is a curriculum that uh, really the whole congregation, all the different ages can kind of be in, in tune with in the same page. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, the, really the... The motto of uh, the Engraving Heavenly Truths curriculum is uh, the church and the home together. And so we use the 
curriculum in a way and promote it in a way that allows the home to be directly involved in uh, the Bible instruction. Absolutely. And that is certainly very, very necessary. I think of Deuteronomy chapter six, I think of uh, Titus chapter two and getting all the different ages together in the church and and studying together. So that's, that's really very well needed. So I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Yeah. Well, today we are talking about uh, looking out for some more landmines uh, by the way, thank you, Joey, for giving me that idea. <laughs> yeah. I got a whole season's yeah. worth just about <laughs> of lessons uh, from that, so I appreciate it. Uh, if you remember a couple seasons ago, Joey was with me talking about mentorship opportunities, and we got to talking about preachers and how you know preachers can step on landmines, and then I had a light bulb go off. I said, hey, landmines. All Christians can step on landmines, and so there we had it, but I appreciate that idea. Yeah, hey, I'm glad you could use it. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, today we're going to talk about a landmine that unfortunately has caused so much destruction, um, you know, in our country and throughout the world and throughout history, and it's drugs and alcohol. And this is something that is obviously very serious, and it's uh, an issue that has affected so many homes, and I know it's going to be uh, something that is very emotional for some, some of our listeners because you have maybe had family members that have been impacted by this, or maybe you yourself have struggled with this uh, at, at one point or another. And we want to let you know that certainly we're here for you and we're thinking about you as you struggle with that. But um, this is, is something that's very serious and something that probably does not get discussed as often as it really needs to. And we want to talk about it and just talk about what the, the Bible uh, has to say about this subject. So, I guess to get the ball rolling, Joey, how many lives do you think have been ruined by drugs and alcohol? Yeah, I, you know, that's a, a really good question. And one I thought about a lot, I think I would like to preface answering or trying at least to answer that question with recognition of the fact that uh, when we speak of drugs and alcohol, we have in our mind two different things. Typically, there's alcohol and then there's drugs. And drugs, we think of, you know, things like marijuana, cocaine, even prescription drugs that uh, unfortunately oftentimes are used in ways uh, for which they weren't prescribed. And we tend not to include alcohol in that, but alcohol is just as much a drug, you know, as cocaine or marijuana or anything of that nature. In fact, uh, just a general dictionary definition of a drug is a substance which has a physiological effect when ingested or otherwise introduced into the body. So alcohol would definitely be a drug according to that definition. And so back to the question, you know, it's a difficult question to answer quantitatively. It's hard to put numbers on something that is as far reaching as influence or effect uh, is, and that, uh, you know, to the degree to which lives have been ruined, um, you know, to measure that, that kind of information is certainly not beneficial to those who want to promote alcohol. You know, they're not, they're not going to be interested in measuring and getting numbers on you know, how many lives are being destroyed. Sure, they, there's a lot of money to be made in, in the advertising of it, and they, they glorify it. They make it look appealing instead right. of showing the, the ugly side of it. Right. You know, government agencies and advocacy groups do some 
measuring. They measure accidents that are related to alcohol. They measure deaths and, you know, just incidents in general, maybe from a law enforcement perspective, they keep track of how many incidents or crimes, you know, were associated with uh, with alcohol. But nobody ever really drills down to the point of assessing the actual trauma uh, that is caused in people's lives by alcohol and drug abuse. You know, I just kind of looking and researching some for this, looking at some of the statistics regarding the number of alcohol and drug related deaths uh, in the United States. Just some some numbers and figures here to kind of put this in perspective. Uh, Each year around 95,000 alcohol related deaths occur in the U.S. And, you wow. know, that's, that's huge. In, in uh, 2010, alcohol misuse is the way this uh, stated it, but just the abuse or misuse or use, really, is what we're getting to of alcohol has cost the United States over $249 billion, just trying to deal with the aftermath right. of, of alcohol. Uh, the uh, World Health Organization said uh, says that of the age group of 15 to 49 year olds, alcohol misuse is the first leading risk factor in premature death and disability. So, from you know 15 years old up to around 50, it, it's right at the top of, of risk factors. And then in uh, 2018, the World Health Organization said that alcohol contributes to more then, and I didn't realize this, 200 diseases and injury-related health conditions. So you think of things like liver disease, road injuries, violence, cancer, of course, heart disease, suicides, and, you know, even things like tuberculosis and HIV AIDS wow. have a, an association with without use of alcohol. And uh, it's at this one, uh, I found kind of interesting. It's currently, it's the number two leading cause of automobile fatalities. And I thought, well, it used to be number one. Why in the world isn't it still number one? Well, number one now is distracted driving. Oh, yeah. Texting and things <laughs> of that nature. Right. That's uh, that's just alarming looking at those statistics. And one thing that I noticed when I was looking over this is, it's not getting better either. It's no. it's actually increasing, um, especially <clears throat> last couple of years with the aftermath of COVID and all the mental health problems that have gone on and depression and anxiety right. that has mm-hmm. been caused by that. I found an article that says annual deaths due to alcohol, drugs, or suicide exceeded 156,000 according to the most recent data. May 18th, 2021 is when this came out. Newly released data shows that 156,242 Americans died due to alcohol, drugs, and that it also includes suicide in 2019, a record number of such deaths in a single year. Furthermore, the COVID-19 pandemic increased stress and related substance Mm -hmm. use for many Americans. Over the last decade, 2009 to 2019, the number of alcohol and drug-related and suicide deaths increased by 52%. Synthetic opioids such as fentanyl are up 16%, cocaine up 8%, and other 
psychostimulants such as methamphetamine and ecstasy are up 28%. They continue to drive drug-induced deaths higher. From March 2019 to March 2020, the number of calls to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration Disaster Distress Helpline increased by 891%. That is astronomical. The U.S. Household Pulse Survey found that the number of adults reporting symptoms of anxiety or depression from April 2020 to March 2021 was triple the number who reported such symptoms in 2019. As June 2020, a June 2020 CDC study found that 13% of adults started or increased substance use to cope with pandemic-related stress or emotions. The report includes policy solutions and recommendations, including, and it's got a long list of things, expand access to substance use prevention programs and mental health and resiliency programs in schools, tailor prevention and intervention programs for communities of color, uh, which uh, it states with statistics that they're disproportionately affected, Strengthen crisis intervention programs and supports, and it's got a whole bunch of other recommendations, but you you know what it doesn't recommend? It doesn't recommend anything about the Lord, about the church, about God's Word. Right. Is that the problem? Well, Well, it's it's a big part of it. And you notice they rarely recommend abstinence, you know, just stopping. Exactly. Which, you know, an interesting point is anytime someone's recovering from an addiction, uh, the, the plan or process of recovery doesn't include resorting to moderation. It's always, mm-hmm. you know, abstinence from the substance that got you into the place. Of course. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no money in abstinence. Right. right. It only makes sense. But like you said, there's no money in that, though. And the, the corporations that are profiting off of this, they, they don't want that. Uh, it, it always ama- amazes me. These tobacco companies will put out the ads. You know, you got to be careful because it can cause harm to your health and all this and like, but they're still selling Right, tobacco like crazy, uh, and the same could be said of other similar ideas. But um, it also amazes me that you know when I was a kid, I'm I'm thinking there's no way I want to try this stuff. But there are so many people who who do, and I don't understand why. I mean, you see the effects of it and how terrible it is, but people still I don't know if it's peer pressure or what it is or curiosity, but they they want to try this stuff and they get hooked on it, and it's just. Uh, it's amazing. You would think after decades and decades and decades of of public service announcement kind of deals and uh, crusades against drugs and alcohol that we're still dealing with it, with it. And not only are we dealing with it, but it's actually continuing to increase as a problem. Well, I think your the article and your comments about how uh, the pet recent pandemic has caused an increase is telling, right? So during that period, People, you know, were experiencing more anxiety, uh, more grief due to loss of maybe family members, just a lot of trauma in their lives. And when people experience things like that, they try to find an outlet or some measure of comfort and relief from the pain and, and the suffering. And unfortunately, the drugs and alcohol, you know, are widely available supposed source or solution or help, you know, to, to that pain and that hurt. And the problem with it is it's addictive and destructive. Right. Absolutely. What kind of heartaches do you think have been attributed to drugs and alcohol down, you know, through the ages? 
Yeah, so, you know, we kind of started off thinking about the impact that these substances have on the person that are, are using them, you know, and certainly there's, there's physical, physiological damage, psychological damage, and, you know, it's really a landmine. <laughs> if you step on it, it can potentially, you know, blow your life uh, to pieces, but not, not just your life. You know, so far we really haven't said anything and none of the research really, and none of the study says anything about that person's sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. Collateral yeah. damage. Yeah. The, the individuals around them that, you know, if you, I mean, if you just stick with the analogy for a moment, if, if a soldier were to step on a landmine, okay, he, not intentionally, of course, but he activated that destructive device. Mm -hmm. But all the people around him are going to be affected by that. Right. And similarly with addictive substances, you step on it, but other people in your life are, are going to feel the the effects of it. And so I you know, I went to the debate the databases some more and just kinda tried to to put something tangible together here. And just here, again, here are some thoughts, some statistics and, and things that I think help us get to the point of heartache. 10% uh, of U.S. children 17 years and younger live with a parent who has an alcohol use disorder. So some parent that's using alcohol, you know, in their family environment, 10% mm -hmm. uh, of U.S. children deal with that. Yeah, and... and just to speak to that point for a moment, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a family style seminar and uh, Joe Wells came and spoke to us. And, yeah. um, just a heartbreaking moment for me uh, during the invitation, a little girl came up and young girl and uh, she came forward and asked for prayers because she said her dad has a drinking problem and he's been hurting his family. That, that tore me up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I had the tears on, on a little bulletin that I had used to write down notes of people who had come forward. I had the tears on it to prove it. And I took a picture of it and I said I, to myself, I don't want to forget that because there are people that I have no idea are hurting in their family lives. And this little girl, no, nothing done wrong whatsoever on her part. And she's suffering right. at the hands of a father who's dealing with this problem. And it, it just tore me up. Yeah. You know, people adopt a mentality that says, this is affecting me, you know, maybe it's affecting my body. I accept that, mm -hmm. but it's not affecting anyone else. That That's just not true. Absolutely. And it's, it causes so much heartache. Right. So 6,000 first graders in the United States, that's up to 5% of first graders have fetal alcohol spectrum disorders. So mm -hmm. we're not, you know, you're speaking about the psychological influence, but when a, a alcohol user says, I'm only affecting myself, well, if it's a, a mother, you know, that's giving birth to a child, that is affecting the, the child as well, you know. Um, one research article studied alcohol-related deaths among young passengers, and I thought that was interesting. You know, we typically study how many people die because they chose to get behind the wheel of a car and drive when they were intoxicated. But now research is actually looking at how many people who are passengers in those cars actually die. You know, so two young people are out at a party drinking or something, and, you know, one of them 
gets behind the wheel, the other the other one's not safe either. You know, no. and the statistics are alarming at just how many young people die because of alcohol automobile accidents mm-hmm. and they weren't even driving right. the car. Right. Yeah. And and there's other you know, other kinds of accidents. Maybe somebody's swimming and uh been drinking and they right. drown or, you know, other kinds of accidents that are alcohol related as well. Right. You know, I just tried to think about that a little bit more about how a substance abuser affects other people. So just kind of quickly here, if that person is pregnant, it affects the unborn child. Uh, If you're a parent using alcohol, then there's potential for neglect and abuse of children and spouse. If you're married, there are financial hardships on the family because of alcohol. There's family violence. Uh, there are automobile fatalities, you know, not not just yourself, but the victims. You know, how many times do you hear about an automobile accident where a person was drinking and driving and they killed, you know, five a five-member family in a vehicle that they hit? And the, drunk, and the drunk survives oftentimes. Right, exactly. Right? Which, I mean, you don't, you don't wish ill on them, even though they made that terrible choice, but it's just ironic that the the only one that survives is the one who caused it. You know? Right. So it, it just goes on and on, and there seems to be no end to the harm that is caused when people choose to use substances that, you know, that affect their thinking, affect them individually. And, you know, part of the problem is they think, well, I'm just affecting myself. You know, this is really nobody else's business. But, it, you know, it's like, it's like a a virus or something, you know, it just spreads the influence and the effect of it just spreads to everybody in your, your sphere of influence. Absolutely. I, I think about um, squandering someone's financial substance on these things and how many jobs have been lost because yeah. somebody couldn't get it together and right. they were, they were struggling with the alcohol or, or the drugs. Um, how many divorces have happened because of, well, the alcohol and the drugs and spouse just couldn't take it anymore or whatever. Um, and then I think about this too, overdoses. We we see it all the time, like with celebrities, especially people. And, and this is a terrible common problem in, in the general public too. I mean, heroin overdoses and fentanyl overdoses, and we hear a lot about that in the media. Um, that's a sudden thing. You know, you could talk about, uh, somebody whose life is just going downhill over a long period of time, but then you've also got somebody overdoses and that's it. They're gone. Right. And it's just, it's horrific and it's heart wrenching that these things are taking place. Yeah. And you know, we've really not, we've talked mostly about alcohol, right? But mm-hmm. when we've really not talked about other drugs, but, and you mentioned fentanyl, you know, is a huge problem right now. You know, and so used to you think of a drug like morphine, right? You think, wow, that's, you know, that's a serious drug. And that's the the drug that medical professionals resort to when someone is in so much pain that there's just nothing they can do for them. Right. They give them morphine. And as I understand it, fentanyl is up to 100 times more powerful than morphine. I mean, if you if you can imagine that. And that's the, crazy. The, the thing that's so scary about that is the way it's flooding into our country. And 
it's being used to manufacture drugs that people are taking. They're, they think they're taking one thing, and it's actually something that's either, you know, mostly fentanyl or laced with fentanyl. And what they expected was maybe some pain relief or some anxiety relief. They end up dead, mm-hmm. you know, because they just, they took this medication having no idea what, you know, what it was. Right. Yeah. You're poisoning yourself. <laughs> right. It's really, really sad. All right, that's going to be it for this week on the Everyday Christian Podcast. Tune in next week, and we will continue this discussion with Joey Davis. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and We have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.